0: Now listening to Lost Cast, the Lost Decade Games podcast.
1: Welcome to Lost Cast, episode two thirty eight. I'm Matt Hackett, and I'm Jeff Blair. All right, on the slate, we've got um, a little conversation I want to have about let's plays uh, versus video commentary. Um, programming tip from me, as I've been programming a lot recently. Um, something on the back burner we've had from you for a long time is a. Like, like three topics now. We got design patterns, scene graphs, and then uh, real-time multiplayer. Mm. To keep it from being the Matt show, let's have e- some some ev- Jeff stuff. Everybody loves the Matt show. Everybody loves the Jeff show. Everybody loves Lost Cast. How about that? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, a listener question about awesome. uh, bad games on the back burner. So, yeah, the first topic, uh, this is a random um, thought I had while walking the dog or whatever uh, over the weekend, uh, and it boils down to, so, Let's Plays. We all know Let's Plays by now, right, on YouTube and nope, Twitch and stuff.
0: No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what
1: is what is that thing? And then uh, video commentary, which um, there's a lot of this on YouTube too, but let's categorize this as like um, probably the most prolific would be... Mystery Science Theater 3000, right? Yes. Okay. So, there, okay, it, let's say a friend was going to be like, hey, I'm going to stream some random games and I'm going to, you know, narrate them. You'll be like, good job, go for it, right? But if, if let's say, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch um, the alien movies and I'm going to live stream them and commentate over them, right? Yeah. Very illegal. Isn't that just kind of common knowledge right Am my way off no i mean it seems
0: I, again like i don't know the uh the exact laws in in place of either really i mean i have yeah. some insight based on what i've heard but my gut reaction would be that yes like streaming a movie on twitch or youtube and then just commentating it would be um not well received
1: by the <laughs> copyright holders yeah I feel like with movies, there's um, probably just generally more hooks in place to prevent copying and like, I don't know, lawyers care more or something. Well, I think that it's sort of about, you know,
0: where are you making money, right? And, and like with a movie, if you watch someone watch it, you know, I feel like there's a relatively low likelihood that you're going to go out and buy that movie and watch it again yourself, you know? Right. Yeah. Games kind of fall into a different space, which is why I think it's tolerated. Uh, If it's illegal, right, it's tolerated um, just because, you know, it's a sort of a user acquisition vector. Yes. Right. And I don't think that the dynamics work the same way for movies necessarily. I think that's why like you see sort of like this kind of stuff crop up, crop up with like, um, like the walking simulator genre or like games that are more story based, right? Yeah. Where like you've, I feel like that was a thing like maybe, you know, six months or a year ago or I don't know, could have been five years ago for all I know (laughs) at this point. But, um, I remember people talking about that distinction, right? Between games that you could sort of get the experience of by watching versus games that, you know, kind of make you want to go play it yourself. Right. Yeah. Like I imagine that if someone is streaming like uh, player unknowns, battlegrounds, right. That like you don't, you know, it's probably fun to watch someone play it, but it doesn't um, preclude you from wanting to go out by yourself and hide and snipe and whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. It's a great advertisement for the game, right? Because your experience will be drastically different than the one that you're seeing on youtube or twitch or other service uh and i think that too um that's just kind of the, the the landscape for games right now there's so many procedural games in any procedural game you could have a drastically different experience than someone else right but like these narrative games that you were talking about like in my notes here we got uh dear esther gone home that dragon cancer And sometimes the developers um, will will protest against the Let's Plays because the game is largely a narrative thing, right?
0: I think that Dragon Cancer was the game that I'm thinking about where, you know, I don't think the dev came out and said, like they may have said something to the effect of please don't stream it or something. I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to put words in their mouth because I don't remember explicitly, but it was one of those kind of games that they were like kind of, saying that like you know in a normal scenario let's plays are great but in this kind of a game like it's not great for us because whatever reason yeah that's interesting um, it's interesting to me too that you had that thought over the weekend because I don't know exactly what did happened, but there's sort of a big kerfuffle <laughs> uh, over PewDiePie who you know used some slurs that he should not have used in a video and yeah. there was a Developer um, I think it's Campo Santo of Firewatch who said something to the effect of you know they were gonna basically issue a takedown notice for all of his videos that uh you know included their content right mm-hmm. even though those videos weren't the ones in which he was making these slurs right and so that kind of gets into that question of like what's the legality around let's plays right and and if you do something obviously I think that he was in the wrong here, but like, let's, you know, for the sake of argument, say that, you know, someone did something that someone else didn't like as a let's player. And then, you know, you just sure a DMCA copyright takedown of all the let's plays that they have, right? Like, is that legal?
1: I mean, is it good? Like, what's the, yeah? I don't know. What's the, the boundaries there? That's a good question. Um, because at a certain point, you know, content is content. I'm certainly not for, um, racial slurs right or offending people um but like there is this kind of remix attitude where it's like you know um i wouldn't watch anyone play this game or maybe i wouldn't watch you know i don't want to play this game at all i've no interest in it perhaps right and then so someone tunes in for the personality right whether it's pewdiepie or lethal frag or you know whoever it is that you like uh, you tune in for them, and you know, they put their time and energy into creating this content, but it is like legally tied up with someone else's property, like their IP, right? Right, so you they kind of live in this uh gray area. I've seen this with a lot of different services. I used to be really into um overclocked remix when I was going through uh college. This is uh, actually, if you haven't heard of this and you like video game music, you should check it out. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes, uh, ocremix.org. And what it is is just, like, a massive collection of um, video game remixes, right? And the thing about that is, is like, they can't really legally own any of that content, you know? Uh, right. Like, there, there are ways to do it, but they don't. They're just like, oh, yeah, here's a song someone made, we're going to throw it up on the site. And it's not just an archive of, like, you know, explicitly this property, this is just a song from our game and we own it. It's like a remixed, you know, brand new version of it, but, you know, they own the composition basically right and you know if uh if oc remix was were to receive a cease and desist they would have really no choice uh from my knowledge but to to take it down
0: like i i'm actually pretty naive about that when it comes to music you know because like you see things like sampling other songs right yeah in but i feel like there's a threshold right like i don't know what the exact law is but there's like you know if it's shorter than like n seconds or something right you're allowed to use it but not otherwise
1: yeah Um. Yeah. So I actually took some music law classes in college. I probably mentioned this before. Uh. But yeah, there is some limit, and I want to say it's like it's really tight. It's like less than three seconds. Um. But there's also something though where if you had sampled someone else's song at all, like let's say um, there's like a famous song that's got like a hey, like a yo, you know, something recognizable, right? Or even a specific kind of drum beat, if you can, like if you could hold it up in court, where you're like, "This is obviously sampled from, you know, our uh, publication," right? Right. Um, they have complete legal control over that; they own it um, completely. Uh, there was an example from the class where it was like um, someone had made the mistake of they included a sample. It was like on on one song on the CDs. Yeah, this was back when of the '90s or something, right? Actually, <laughs> the early 2000s, but um, the person they were trying to make the deal with they were gonna um you know give them some kind of generous percentage of like royalties right and then the person found out that they had already printed like hundreds of thousands of cds so they were you know had them over a barrel at that point and then started asking for like just crazy (laughs) like unreasonable royalties and they had no choice because they'd already you know the ship was already sailing and the person who was sampled had uh complete control over it interesting interesting. Yeah. yeah
0: i think this is a interesting time to mention um a, a guy who goes by the handle video game lawyer i think mm, yeah um i've seen him around on twitter and I, he might have a patreon now or something um mm. but i think he waited on some of this stuff recently too um, you should put a link in the show notes
1: um video game attorney video game attorney maybe that's it is it mr ryan morrison yes i think that's it all right i'll put a link in there yeah
0: Anyways, I mean, there's a couple of, of people probably that do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. But they probably have more solid advice on, on these things than we do.
1: Yeah, for us, it's all just hearsay and...
0: Right. Well, here's the thing, too, that I was uh, curious about. I don't know if they address this or not specifically with the the PewDiePie thing, but one of the wrinkles in that whole situation was that, um, kind of like we do, right, on our website, we have a statement that says... Like, can I stream your game? And it's like, yeah, go ahead. Like, feel free to make videos, right? Yeah. And so Campo Santo has something similar to that about for Firewatch, right? And so the question is, is like, what's the legality of you putting a notice on your website that says that people can stream and make videos of your content? You know, what? what does that do, right? Does that make it so you can't issue these kinds of takedowns for your content on YouTube if you, you know, for whatever reason want to? Um, or is it just one of those things where like, it's just words on a website and it's not legally binding or whatever.
1: Right. Um, I don't know. I think that the answer would probably be, you know, retroactive one where it's like, okay, put up their notice that they're allowed to do it, but in, you know, include a clause, right. Where it's like, don't be super skeezy or racist, (laughs) please. Uh, If you do, then we, you know, we have the, we have the right to take away or right, you know? I can understand their desire to take it away. You
0: know, it's like it is their content. Right. And I think at the end of the day, people should be able to do whatever they want. Right. Like, I think that's the thing with this whole scenario that that's interesting, right. Is that you have some people that say like, you know, Oh, it's just like a word. And like, you shouldn't care about it. And it's free country and free speech and all this stuff. That's true. But that doesn't mean that advertisers or content producers on the other side, right. Have to allow their content to be used in conjunction with people they don't like. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're free to express your opinion, but we're also free to do what we want with our content. I think this was partially on my mind. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder if this is going to turn into a scenario where you're going to see a lot more boilerplate, Um, notices, right? Like, now it says, like, oh, yeah, you're free to use your stuff, but please mention us or whatever, right? Maybe you'll start to see stuff like, you know, we reserve the right to (laughs) basically issue an IP takedown if, for whatever reason, we don't agree with, you know, the practices of your channel. I think it's just, it's sort of the maturity of the industry, right? It's kind of like television, you know, and how people will pull commercials from shows that they deem too controversial or or whatever, right? For whatever reason, right? Maybe they're a conservative advertiser and they don't like something, or maybe it's, you know, who knows what.
1: Right. And like TV and advertising are mature enough where they have run into those problems before. And so now they have like miles of paperwork to cover their assets pretty much. Right.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. That's what I would guess. I mean, and even YouTube
0: has, and Twitch, right? Like we both know from experience that like if you upload a video to YouTube with a copyright track, it'll be, um, Basically, I think the way that YouTube handles it is you get advertising by default, essentially. Right. They're, but when it doesn't go to you, they're like, um, or maybe it's up to the publisher, right? Maybe it's just, it gets yanked, or maybe it's, if you have a copyright song on there, they show their ads, and all of the, the ad revenue for that video goes to the copyright holder of the music. Um, I don't know. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they uh, they do this stuff all the time. And I remember another time where I uploaded, I had a Twitch stream, right, that I was playing some, you know, Pandora or something, right? And it, like, muted the whole Twitch stream audio track because it yeah.
1: contained, like, a copyright song. Yes. Um, Honestly, this podcast could get in trouble because, uh, like, recently I've been playing us out with remixes um, from Indie Game Songs by Joshua Morse. And a lot of times, like, what I usually do is I just play it out with um, just a Joshua Morse original, in which case, uh, you know, as long as I have Joshua's permission, which he doesn't care. <laughs> in fact, I think, on like, the small scales, it's pretty much always fine, right? Yeah, but... Because it's like, if someone heard about it, use it, it's all good. Right. But here's the interesting thing, right, about this whole
0: scenario is that, like, that sort of, like, um, gentleman's agreement, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, we don't have anything in writing that says, like, we have explicit permission to use <laughs> Joshua's songs in the podcast. It's more of just like a, you know, we asked him and he was like, cool, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, what if we did something, you know, what if we said something on the podcast where he was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I don't want to be associated with these guys anymore? <laughs> you have to pull down every single episode of uh, Lost Cast that Could be. includes a copyrighted Joshua Moore song. Yeah. Not that he would, right? But just by way of example.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's like a, a total possibility. That's true. Yeah, uh, I've also got um, some friends of mine who run Laser Time Podcast Network. I'll put a link to the show notes. They actually do Gangbusters on uh, Patreon. Yeah, they, they do. do this thing. They'll have like a commentary, but they do it kind of mystery science theater um, style, where like they they don't bundle up the movie. They don't mess with licenses or royalties or talk to any lawyers or anything. Right they'll just be like okay hit play now and here we go I hopefully see. you'll be watching it with us wherever you are we'll, we're watching it now and then sometimes it's like just podcast like it's just the audio you can play it along with your movie and sometimes there's video along with it but you know it's kind of on you to sync it up right which is an interesting approach it's kind of like uh
0: pink floyd and the wizard of oz yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if those two could figure out um their their lawyers and stuff they they could like ship it right they could have a dvd or a blu-ray you could buy where it's like you know you could choose the audio track as it's right. normal or there's dark side of the moon that'd be pretty cool actually
0: yeah that would um, be kind of cool yeah. that's interesting i mean that's smart on their part on, on laser time right going back to that um they just kind of sidestepped the whole issue right they're like we don't include any you know ip from someone else
1: in this recording so what can you do about it right right So I think one of the reasons this was on my head is because, um, there was this thing going around the internet it was like last week that I saw, um, there's this YouTube channel, I think it's called H3H3 Productions. They have several channels though. I don't really know. They just, uh, I don't know if they vlog or if they do like just off by one comedy videos, but they definitely do this thing on occasion where they will play like someone else's YouTube video, right? And then just openly mock it, <laughs> and uh, imagine that one of the, one of the YouTubers that they were um, mocking was not a fan, and so got a lawyer involved to uh, issue a takedown of the content, right? Right. And it was like a. This well, is my understanding. All right, I didn't really research this deeply, <laughs> but. Uh, it looks like years in the making and uh, like lots of appeals and stuff. And then eventually uh, it got ruled in the favor of uh, e th- or H3H3. So basically like um, the judge ended up calling it a matter of law that you can do like commentary and parodies of things, right? right. Like the kind of thing that they're doing is, um, you know, cause they don't just play the whole video, whole hog, right. And just like have your face in the corner playing over it. They will like splice it up. And remakes it a little bit. Right. And then they'll have, like, you know, a scene where it cuts completely away to, um, like, the the duo here. <laughs> and then they will, like, uh, you know, just make fun of them and stuff. And I think that, I don't know, like, I, I think that it's good that you can uh, commentate. Like, parody is very necessary, right? Like, we don't want people um, getting sued for including little clips of, of movies and stuff like you, you should be able to that's a fair use right like that i think that it's important to uphold that because that's really what youtube has been built on right is like the use of other people's stuff but hopefully in a in a way that benefits the the creators
0: right yeah i mean but not always right like there's a um another scenario with um uh what was his name jim sterling i think do you remember him? He's a no. YouTuber. He actually did like a pretty favorable YouTube video of um, AWL2 Soul Thief. Oh. Well, um, I like he's, him already. Yeah. <laughs> His best friend, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, he is like a pretty harsh critic of games. And so there was this company that oh, was... Yes, basically, they're kind of putting out like a really crap kind of like shovelware, like asset flip kind of games, uh, you know. At least that's sort of like the the general consensus as far as I can understand it. Yeah. Um, And so they tried to take legal action against him, or at least they threatened legal action against him because he, you know, savaged their game in one of his reviews. Right. Right. Cause that's the other side of the coin, right? It's like, where does that line, this is one of the things that makes politics and law so tricky, right? Is that like, how do you draw this line fairly between the situation where it's like, okay, Jim Sterling can make a video doing a let's play of, um, you know, something and he can just destroy it. Right. Yeah. And, and that should be allowed to stand. Right. Like I think most people that look at that situation look at that and go like, well, you know, you can't just censor something because you don't agree with his take on it. Right. Like, yeah. But at the same time, like how do you reconcile that with the arbitrary ability of someone like Campo Santo to pull their content from a YouTuber for an unrelated grievance, right? Yeah. Because like, I look at both those scenarios and I feel like, yeah, you know, firewatch, Campo Santo, they should be able to control, you know, who gets to benefit from their content, right? Like, and, but at the same time, you also, you know, it seems straightforward that like, you can't just have developers going around issuing takedown notices because they don't like the review, right? Like, does that also extend to journalist articles? You know, what if a right. site gave our game like a one out of 10, right? And we were like, no, you can't use our IP in this context, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. You're <laughs> using
1: our screenshots and we own that property. Right. I guess stuff. that's the difference,
0: right? Like it, you could maybe make an argument for like, but screenshots, I guess are fall into the fair use, right? As, yeah. Versus like streaming the actual gameplay might be closer to not fair use for whatever definition. Right,
1: it is. And, and with games being so broad and having so many different types, like the narrative games and stuff, um, like sometimes it does feel like, man, you're really giving away the whole thing here. And other times it might be like, not really. You're just kind of anyone who watches it just going to want to play, like they're going to want to buy it. Yeah. You know, whereas with like a movie or a TV show or something, it's going to be like, yeah, you just you just sucked all the content right out of there. <laughs> yeah, there's like you know there's nothing left like i don't feel like i need to see it now because i've basically seen it just with your voice in it or whatever so i don't know if you know the answer to this
0: question or not but like how did mystery science theater 3000 do it or, or were they just watching like really old movies that fell out of copyright
1: yeah that's my understanding is um, they were either cheap enough or because they're so old or sometimes uh things are just public domain either you know the the company that owns uh the rights goes under, or uh just a amount of time expires, and then anyone can use it. That's happened with things like um Sherlock Holmes, right anyone can make a Sherlock Holmes thing, and it can be quote official because it's now right I think part Robin Hood's like in a
0: similar thing right
1: yeah, and someday uh Mickey Mouse Disney's fighting it tooth and nail, yeah, but so like they can't keep that up forever. someday you're gonna be able to see like you know. Mickey Mouse's Fantastic Adventure by Matt Hackett because <laughs> it's got the name Mickey Mouse on it, and that might sell better than my other ideas. That's that's the title.
0: Man, that I mean, this stuff is so tricky, you know. Because yeah, I I don't I'm not in favor of oppressive copyright law, like for sure, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, it kind of feels like you know, yeah, Disney has been, you know, the trademark expiration thing is i think what we're talking about here and and i feel like that idea has some merit to it but i feel like disney's sort of right to fight it right because that's an ip that they're like currently using and monetizing right it's not like something that fell out of somebody went under and it's like okay you know no one's really benefiting from mickey mouse right now you know yeah like why should mickey mouse ever enter public domain i guess
1: I think it's more of like a, a, a blanket you know um, like it, almost any invention of any kind needs to just belong to the people the world like, the world yeah um, I forget what I saw exactly but you know the the d-pad my understanding is Nintendo um, owned that I, th- I think that that expired recently or something but like you know just imagine situations like that like okay jeff you're not allowed to write in javascript unless you pay royalties to you know <laughs> mozilla or something right like uh, you know and that being a slippery slope um i feel like that's I, but i mean I, I think that highlights the the
0: thing we were talking about before too about like where do you draw that line right because yeah i think for things like you know like the d-pad or you know like the buy now button right the things that like people oh, that, have, it, like all this like overly broad patents that, that people use to troll other companies. Like, I mean, everyone generally agrees that that's the wrong thing to have happen. Um, yeah. and I, agree, and I agree, but what, you know, so like not being able to use Mickey mouse is not going to like prevent you from like making a store <laughs> like Amazon, right. Or whatever, you know, like it's not the same in my mind. Yeah. Certain inventions, right. Like, The D pad, you know, kind of generalized inputs, right? Buy now buttons, D pads, whatever, right? Like those to me kind of fall into a different category than like, here's a character and a storyline that we created. I mean, it's kind of cool that like you can do a Sherlock Holmes thing now, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it either.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So would you just have those things never expire as long as they're being used by the original creator or something? Maybe. I mean, I don't
0: know. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to Not have, that we're going to
1: put you in charge or anything. Yeah, no, that's probably a bad idea anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tricky, right? Like, like at what point do you say like you can no longer benefit monetarily from this, your creation? It's kind of like, um, you know, we see this stuff in the pharmaceutical industry, right? Not to get too off track of games, but like, you know, once you've put the millions and millions of dollars to discover a drug, Um, You know, the actual ingredients, you know, can be known and be replicated super cheaply. So, they have, you know, okay, you can sell this drug only for the next whatever, 10 years. I have no idea what the actual specifics are. But, like, the general idea is that you get some kind of period where you can only benefit from it. And I guess that's kind of the idea behind this stuff too, right? Like, okay, you can create Mickey Mouse and you can benefit from him monetarily for and number of years, but after that, you've got to let other people monetize it because right. reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because law, question mark. I,
0: but again, like, it's... The the context matters, right? It's like, well, you're not talking about potentially life-saving drugs. You're talking about entertainment that people don't need to have, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty true. Um, the Mickey Mouse one is interesting because that's among the, like top three world's most recognized uh, symbols right including uh the coke logo it's just uh you know it's had such saturation over the entire planet for so long like so heavily advertised for just decades and decades that it's like yeah but it's don't, really up there with what people see and know
0: but what do you think is going to happen to that brand once it enters public domain
1: oh, oh that's gonna be bad
0: yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> going to be terrible.
1: It's going to be really awful.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe... I mean, I guess, like, in some senses, you could look at, like, oh, it will enable a whole bunch of, like, small businesses to make money off of the likeness of Mickey Mouse where they couldn't before, which stimulates economic growth in so way. Like, that sounds like a pretty reasonable upside. Um, but at the same time, it's really going to, like, drag the brand through the mud. And as a consumer, right, like, do you want to, like, you know... Like, I kind of care about, you know, like, I don't want to see a, I don't know, I don't want to see a Wizards Lizard story from someone else, necessarily, you know, as a profitable endeavor. You have seen that. Well, I mean, as like (laughs) fan work, right? Yeah.
1: I see. Obviously, you like, you wouldn't want to see a AWL um, game for sale on the Steam store. It'd, It'd make you feel bad.
0: Right. Yes, <laughs>
1: but not not from you, right? You'd be like, "Hey,
0: it's probably it a bad example." Like, let's say, um what's another Mega Man, right? Let's right. say that any person could just release Mega Man.
1: You know, you you practically can between uh twenty XX and, mighty, and number nine. <laughs> mighty Number Nine. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, these okay. are. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving your, I'm loving your examples. examples. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put links to both those. Okay, uh-huh. everybody knows Mega Man, right? But I'm gonna put links to these stuff. If you haven't seen these these games, um just just <laughs> bask in in the sameness. Marvel right. at how Mega Man they are, and they well, are, aren't they? You've seen them,
0: right? Exactly. But I mean, you can. There's already mouse cartoon characters that aren't Mickey Mouse, right? That are, that are similar yeah. enough where you're like, okay, whatever. Um. So I mean that that stuff's already fine.
1: Yeah it's a great area for sure and you know i think a lot of times you can get away with like marky
0: mcmouse You're like wait what <laughs> okay what if it was simon belmont and it wasn't from konomi right okay it's here's castlevania 12 castlevania the dark tower something or another i don't know
1: right yeah um that's an interesting one like how do you, you
0: feel about that as a consumer as a
1: consumer yeah um man that's a weird one cuz i think that pretty much every offering every site <laughs> here am, i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go from high level to just really drill in the granularity of it <laughs> but like i think all the side scrolling platformer games are just marvelous that came out of uh, konami like all of the castlevania games mm-hmm. are, are really good then the 3d games i'd be like you can give that to anyone else i don't care i don't care if konami's involved at all because they're gonna make a real turd if it's gonna be a 3d castlevania game but But i see what you're saying like like the authenticity
0: of it right right but i guess like the alternative side of that coin is that what if someone makes the best version of castlevania ever right and the story is amazing and the gameplay is way better than it ever was Mm -hmm. and they were only able to because it fell into public domain
1: you know what should happen in situations like that is you have a game company like capcom that's done this before or more recently like sega who took the people who would be making fan games of sonic the hedgehog and they made they like you know paid them and say make a game for us make the new sonic game sonic mania sonic mania that's our game club game this uh yeah. month um that's what should happen and uh capcom has done that kind of thing too there was um there was Street Fighter 2 HD remix. Let's see if I can find a link to that. Yeah. Um, I actually have 30, I think it's 30, maybe it's 60 seconds. I have like, I have seconds of music that I made that are in a, an official Capcom game. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. Like the Blanca ending, I think I did. I don't even remember anymore. But That's I'll put a link to that in the show cool. notes. Yeah. And they also did, um, I forget what it was. Some oh, was it Mega Man Street Fighter? But it was like, Started as a fan game, and then Capcom put some money behind it. Street Fighter X Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of stuff is what we should see, but instead what we see is usually like, you know, a takedown from Nintendo, right? Where they're like, what? Metroid 2 remake? No. We're, you know, we're <laughs> going to do that, but not the way you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: It's a tricky situation. I I can see both sides of the coins in a lot of scenarios, you know, like, yeah, I can see the benefit to having stuff roll into public domain, you know, because then more people get to enjoy it. It kind of stimulates new IP perhaps, but I also can kind of see like, well, kind of sucks for the people that that's their business. Right. I mean, not that Disney needs our help, right. Disney owns the world <laughs> at this point, right. More <laughs> or less. Very true. Um, so, I mean, like I certainly don't want to be a cheerleader for like, consolidating corporate profits but it's like you know like why do people really need to use Mickey Mouse I guess
1: yeah like Uh, why can't you just create your own
0: original thing
1: yeah I mean and that that boils down to basically you know you put all the work into promoting this IP it's one of the reasons that we did a sequel instead of a couple of the other ideas we were playing with right yeah because the you know when something has decent mind share it took Took something to get there. You know, going from nothing to something is um a beast. Right. So I get why they do it, but I yeah, I mean but where I'm kind of at is like, yeah, I do think Disney is still using it. And it is still a valid, legitimate like claim of ownership, right? This is why
0: politics is such a pain in the butt and why the law gets so complicated, right? Because Mm -hmm. you kind of almost like everybody's like, you know, simplify the tax code, simplify these kinds of regulations. We don't need lawyers. And like I really enjoy that sort of idealist perspective mm-hmm. but like the reason that we have all this complications right is because there is so much nuance right and like you need these edge cases where it's like well you know like we talked about all the YouTube videos right even in the same scenario it never just boils down to like I'm the content creator and I said you can't use my content right yeah because that as a blanket rule just doesn't work yeah so you need to have all these little like okay, well, if it's this or that, then it's okay, but not this and this other thing. And only if something third yeah. Tuesday of every month in the new moon.
1: I'd say most of the time, companies really only have disclaimers and they only have the legalese when they need it, right? It's a pretty rare thing, I think, where they throw a bunch of text up and are like, we're not going to need this, right? Um, something that I think about often is like, when you see some text somewhere where it's like, caution, you know, don't do this. Like, don't dive in this water or something, right? Those came from somewhere. Someone dived, like, dove into the water and got hurt kind of thing, right? Right. And one of my favorite examples was um, back through college when I was working at a a toy store, they had, uh, we had like this box um, that held a table, like a Lego type table. It was generic, but it was like that, right? Yeah. So picture just like a you know, fold-out card table, but the surface was like you know lego Bumps. brick right yeah 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 so just like a lego table and then it shows on the on the box it shows the product and it shows a couple of kids at the table you know playing with it and having a good time right and in the corner it says children not included <laughs> yeah and, and you know they weren't like uh, oh hey steve um come here you know some people might think that there's <laughs> children inside of the box suffocating it could never possibly fit but someone might might have that mistake am i right oh yeah good good point we should really put a disclaimer on no no that happened because someone brought it up right the people making it would never would, would never be like this is gonna this is gonna be a problem someone uh, was probably like <laughs> in general i would
0: agree with you i also think though that like people you know like these kinds of companies have like big lawyers on retainer or like in-house legal whose like job it is to, to like vet advertising right and you could kind of see it like that comes across your desk and you're like okay my job is to do my due diligence and write whatever disclaimers we need right because like because everything is so litigious these days that mm-hmm. i feel like most companies like before you put out a product they as part of their process right it's like you know D, qc legal and you know you give it to your lawyers and you're like, Hey, here's this thing we're going to put out like slap whatever disclaimers on it you think are necessary. And you know, they could, I could legitimately see them sitting there and going like, okay, well let's just make a line item that says, you know, everything that's not in the box is not included. Like let's make that explicit because you know, we know that there was a lawsuit, you know, it may not have been children in a box, but you know, we know that there have people that have been sued because the thing that was in their advertising on the box is not in the box.
1: Right, like they're just you know crossing their T's and dying their eyes kind <laughs> right. of thing, right? Yeah, I, I can fathom that. But like, you ever seen those um, the, like the crazy book of laws kind of things? Like, hey kids, here's a hundred laws. Can you believe these are actually on the books? And it'll be you know some town in Texas or something, and it's like. Uh, it is illegal to walk your alligator after midnight (laughs) right yes like literally that's on the books right that's not the kind of thing where they're like all right town town meeting (laughs) right time to pass some important legislature here here it is i um i don't want to see any alligators after midnight that was more like that's a reaction you know
0: jethro keeps walking his damn alligator at nighttime (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) and like (laughs) we got to put he, a stop to this because he ate my little dog
0: <laughs> right, ate my poodle
1: yeah so uh, that's what i'm saying is um the reaction had to come from somewhere and, sure. and in this case it could very well have been you know oh years ago you know someone tried to sue us because it shows a tree on the box and someone was like right. where's my but
0: tree? it's still like you're right it's like rooted in a real world scenario right like someone yeah. sued someone because they had a picture on the box that was like clearly not included or at least where are my kids Common sensically, right <laughs> For thirty <laughs> nine
1: ninety nine I expect two small children at <laughs> <with> this table. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought it was just a great Black Friday deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't So know. they made all their money. pairing that one day. Um yeah, I don't know. I just find that stuff really interesting. And then uh, you know, video games are still a comparatively young industry in general, just compared to just about everything else, especially, you know, music, forget about it, books. Forget about it. Man, like Forget about it. Everything is, is so much older. Like, movies are relatively young. TV, relatively young when you compare it to, you know, yeah. books.
0: The other thing music. about video games, too, is it exists in the digital distribution world, which, right. you know, obviously movies and novels and, and art and everything else has to live with that, too, right? But that is another, you know, crazy, complicated legal situation. Right digital distribution, piracy, et cetera, et cetera, like outside of just the, you know, do we want to let you use our content kind of yeah. questions?
1: <clears throat> I find that stuff interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's way too much stuff to, to really understand. I, you know, I feel like this is a topic like we, you know, you and I are like, I would say among the things that we're interested in, the legal aspect is probably one of the lower parts you know game oh yeah
1: yeah no it doesn't come up much
0: but uh apparently we can talk for 40 minutes about it
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh we could talk for 40 minutes about a dead raccoon
0: (laughs) i used to have a stuffed animal that was a raccoon (gasps) when i was a kid well
1: all right here we go get ready for the next strap yourself in the next 40 minutes (laughs) what was your raccoon what was your raccoon's name it was racky racky the raccoon yeah it sounds like rocky the raccoon but with an accent racky racky the (laughs) the raccoon i was a very creative child as you can tell yeah did you ever um hear that beatles song rocky the raccoon nope my brother uh middle brother made a cartoon to go along with that song he animated rocky the raccoon it was really cool
0: that is kind of cool
1: it was in like the late 90s i want to say early 90s maybe but uh, the mid 90s Who, who cares Ninety sometime, and uh, <laughs> he he had to use this DOS based uh, uh, program, and it like doesn't exist anymore. Like the cartoons are basically just gone forever. Right. It's heartbreaking. It is, yeah. A, a lot, lot of like the, those those DOS era things. It was like right. Like, I feel like he, um, just as an example, like he graduated from college from a design program the year before they went all digital. So he was being taught like uh, how to how to make packaging and boxes and how to make like, like a on, blister like, pack for for action figures and stuff, right. And then the next year, they were like, "Oh, completely different program now. It's all going to computers." And He was like, no. And that's what he had with like the moment you know he had gotten all these all these animations done and everything. It was like, "Hey, Flash exists now." So Shockwave and stuff, and he's like, "Damn it!"
0: <laughs> and that's that's that sucks to be on that like boundary of technology, right? Especially for school, right? Because you, you schools have like a lag time, right? Like they do there's yeah. gonna be you know some number of years where it's like they're not teaching the new hotness <laughs> right
1: yeah i mean picture it this way uh before i buy any apple products like i could really use a new macbook but uh i go to the uh the buyer's guide you know i'll put a link to this yeah. in the show notes because it's like you know Don't do i it. didn't i didn't know until uh until someone told me about it but yeah it'll say like yeah. Oh, you want a new iPhone, huh? Do not buy this because it'll say, you know, oh, it's mid product cycle, or like, you know, only buy it if it's on a uh, if it's the price has been cut because a new model's coming out, or it'll be like, yeah, the model just came out three months ago, and on average they release one every two years, so you're fine. Like this is the best time to buy, kind of thing, right?
0: Uh, it reminds me of when I was in high school. I took a drafting class, yeah. and it was like a similar thing, right? I don't know if it was like the very next year or anything, but. I was drawing on paper, right? I was like, I remember I had to practice like writing fonts. Like when you yeah. were doing drafting diagrams and stuff, like yeah. they wanted the font, like when you're writing the details of the drawing or whatever, like it had to be like really precise and very, you know, you know just as good as the drawing itself. Right. So I remember just practicing drawing letters, right. getting the, the spacing even and whatnot, you know, and then it's like a couple years later, it's like, here's CAD.
1: <laughs> right writing by hand why would you do that yeah. stone uh, uh caveman why <laughs> why don't you just carve carve into a stone tablet
0: like and that was like uh let's think 1996 97 maybe yeah Is that how that fast I was taking things change these classes and like right not a computer i was taking a drafting class and there was not a computer in in the classroom right it was just like these big desks like it was like a you know old school drafting desk yeah and he had like all these different pencils with the different you know widths and hardness or whatever
1: yeah so that was like the end of that product cycle yeah it was like oh the table and and the pens and the the fancy pencils and um sharpeners and uh the what do you call those the (laughs) t's just all all that replaced with this a computer yeah and cad good job (laughs) good
0: job Anyways, yeah. I don't know what the point of that story was other than I've I experienced this, similar stuff.
1: This is kind of a weird uh, lost cast because uh, we are going to be wrapping up here in a minute. A little bit of a short cast uh, and kind of an odd topic for us, the uh, the legality of things. But, you know, I mean, um, when stuff pops up on my, on my desk, you know, it yeah. gets, gets a gears turning and I think about them and I just want to talk about them.
0: I think it's interesting, right? Like we were talking about, you know, it's fairly topical because this stuff is happening like right now right in the video game industry like people it's are true. debating whether or not and you know how much rights people have to this kind of content
1: yeah and it's so new that it'll be changing a lot right like it's all this stuff is pretty much in its infancy and in a few years it might become kind of more like oh everyone knows XYZ
0: yeah Um, something I should mention not should I probably shouldn't actually but I'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> When you awesome. mentioned <laughs> when you mentioned the Beatles, uh, yeah. Melissa and I have been rewatching Mad Men. Oh nice. And uh there's this point in the show where like his daughter wants to go to the Beatles and so he gets her tickets, right? And like the implication is, is that he just thinks it's like this, you know, annoying boy band. And he's like, How can you listen to this kind of stuff? Yeah. You know, nowadays we're like the Beatles are a classical work of art, essentially. Oh
1: it's, it's the best band ever. <laughs> yeah pretty much so,
0: kind of wondering you know if in like 30 or 40 years if people will say the same things about you no. know backstreet boys or whatever nope are you sure are you sure yes. how yeah. sure are you
1: yeah well no? beatles never left favor they, <laughs> they came true. in they came in strong and they just sustained for for the whole period of time they never really went That's out true. of favor right whereas like um most boy bands become a punchline at some point you know what i'm saying but i I know i I get what you're saying though because they did they went through a transformation they went from like we just want to sing pop songs crowds of girls love us to like all right let's make or start making weirdo art albums and oh look it's exposed that we are extremely good probably best of breed song writers right i think that's the thing right
0: like because for me, the later Beatles stuff is what I'm more interested in. Like,
1: yeah, I don't care about the f- like the first three. I'm like, no, just get out of here. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hold your hand. All right? So it's
0: kind of like, um, <laughs> you know, evolve or 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 die. And some bands don't. I guess uh, the thing that I was interested in thinking about is like, which bands today that we think are sort of just poppy, nothings, right? Right. Which Which of those bands is going to end up being something that people really? look back on and say like you know they were pioneers of the genre or whatever
1: yeah well uh it won't be any band that comes out of disney <laughs> just playing devil's advocate here okay
0: yeah, i don't know <laughs> who
1: knows <laughs> the, the mickey mouse club five that's what someone will use when the uh, mickey mouse expires probably Get a new band name i'd watch it <laughs> and it, you listen whatever. to it whether you want to or not because it'll be playing on every radio <laughs> anywho yeah. so I'd All leave right. you with that thought um, sorry to cut it short Uh thanks for your patronage thanks for your ears and your listening Um, I actually know did I close that tab already? I know what I'm going to play you out with no I don't I know I'm going to play you out with this week it's called the Steampunk Nano Um this is from Indie B-Side, Joshua Morse's Indie game remix album. And then uh, next week, I'm going to start playing you out with Waveform X2's music, which is uh, Joshua Morris's latest album. When did he launch that?
0: Like this month? Hopefully, we won't oh. be sued.
1: Last month? No, he probably he probably won't sue us, but only time <laughs> For, will tell.
0: That sounds like um, a solid <laughs> legal strategy. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just... We probably won't. We'll just assume that, that it'll be fine. Yeah,
1: that's, that's the kind of thing you hear lawyers say all the time. Like... Yeah like don't worry about it it'll probably be fine say children probably not included (laughs) probably not (laughs) (laughs) all right that's it thanks for listening ship it
0: Fantastic.